0: Four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where I, Jason, tonight, and sitting with my friend Kevin. Say what's up, Kev. Hello, Jason. And his brother, Michael. Say what's up, Mikey. What's up, Jason? (laughs) This is the second time on the show we've had brothers. Really? So yeah. So Camden and his brother did a few podcasts with me, which was really cool. Um, You guys are the second, but. I will say, two of the most musically influential people in my life. Mm. So thank you guys for doing this. This is pretty cool. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me as
0: always. Always wonderful to have you back. Who are we talking about today? And I say that, by the way, knowing for sure that you're not going to tell me right away and we're going to go on a tangent. So I know that. Hang on.
1: First of all, let me say hello to the listeners. Yes, thank you for I doing I do like that. to always say that. Hello, yeah. listeners. And Jason, I am going to go on a tangent. Oh, you don't say. I am. Um, and hey, let me start with this. So one of the great byproducts of you inviting me onto the podcast, which right. was probably six, seven months ago, I think, okay. for the first time. This sounds about right. Um Outside of the fact that I have an excuse to drink bourbon on a Monday night, <laughs> exactly. which is always nice to do that with you, yep, um, is that you and I now have been sharing like musical thoughts, ideas, recommendations back and forth via text. That's message, true, right? Yes, um, quite a bit since uh, since you first invited me, like yeah. I said, about six months ago. Um, so, I sent you a clip from an album that absolutely enthralled me about. I guess it's probably three months ago. Okay, um, but this was Keith Jarrett's The Köln Concert. I'm going to play a little little snippet. Okay, from okay, that go real ahead. Yeah. Ready?
0: Yeah. Oh. Did you listen to no, this? No, I thought I, you did. No. no. So I was just going to say this doesn't sound familiar. Well. What's good about this, and
1: as it goes on, okay. You know, but I'll go ahead and pause it now. So, is is the virtuosity that Keith Jarrett displays in this um, on this album, and this is another album. I keep saying that I want to do an album <laughs> yeah. by album with you yeah. for, for some of these things. Yeah, the Cone concert is another one I want to do. Really, I do. It's
0: it's that high for you. Yeah,
1: and it, because there's a great story behind it too, so that's why I'll save it okay. until we eventually do it. But anyways, can you give me the one sentence version of what of what it is? His ability to overcome adversity from what he was presented with to play that night, basically. Wow. So okay, we'll go through that. But so after wait, I said,
0: did I listen to? Some I think of you, that yes, yes I, I think you did, did because here, wait a and, second. Now
1: it's coming back to and, me, and here's why I say you did because again, showing the. Uh, what a great Wait. job that that Keith Jarrett did. You sent me back something else as yes. your as your rebuttal to it. Was you, it Joe Pass? It was Joe
0: Pass. Okay. Yes, I remember so, this now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play okay. Joe Pass real fast. This All is right. how high the moon. Oh, so good. I mean, listen to that. It's unbelievable. His trills. Right? And all spontaneous creations. Cur- there's no music. There's no written down. He's just like, I'll figure it out when I'm in there.
1: Right. Which, Keith Jarrett was the same, same thing. thing but Everything right. was improvised. Right. right. And concert. that's, okay, I remember it now. It okay. came back to me. Yes. So, that was your rebuttal. Yes. And then, not too long later, you sent me another thing that I had never heard of before. Okay. And so I played it, and then I figured out who it was later. I'm going to start playing this for you. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mikey, did I ever send this to you? No. Oh, my God. Can I tell Mikey the story of what this is, or can we let it... Let's let it play. Let it play for some Okay, time. all right, right. Listen, Mike, listen, listen to this. This is special. Okay. May I, or, or would you like to? Please, go ahead. All right, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say
1: is that... Um, so the guy that... that that did this. His yes. name was H. John Benjamin.
0: Mm-hmm. And The name sounded a little familiar, but I wasn't sure. I was like, "How, how do I know who he is?" By the way, I apologize for just. I, that's the only way I know who he is is from this album. It's from. Uh, okay, so you didn't know that no. he... because he's like a voice actor uh, on Bob's Burgers. And, oh, I right? thought he was a comedian of some he, so, sort. He's a comedian. Okay, okay right, okay, right, right. Okay.
1: okay, and I think his big gig is that he's the voice, the voice actor on, of, okay, on, on okay. Bob's Burgers. So okay, it's become a big you know a big thing. So, but. So the name of this album is I Can't Play Piano, all right? And the premise is is that he brought on a bunch of great jazz musicians, Ph- phenomenal musicians,
0: accomplished musicians. And yes. then and he really can't play piano. Not a lick. <laughs> and they must have told him, "Look, we're going to be in this key. Here are the notes you can play. Just do whatever you want. These are the ones that will work." Go to town. Because he's musically correct, but there's nothing right about it. Well, that's.
1: Which is weird. And that's what that's I want. Wild. Mike, could you tell that he couldn't play piano from that little bit you heard? No. Right. <laughs> and it's hard, unless you have a very discerning ear, right? to do that. Right. And so part of why I wanted to bring this up, Jason, because okay. again, I know that you understand musical theory much better than I do is. Uh, okay. How is that possible? Yeah. Is it because he at least knows syncopation? Is it because he knew to play yeah. every other white key? Right. Um, you know, and, and, and so at least he has some semblance of a chord. Right. And the other piece of it is he's got these great musicians playing
0: right. awesome music so behind So if him. they're right, he must be. Right. Right? I mean, if we're all on the basketball court together playing, I must be as good as they are. But this guy is has no talent whatsoever. But to answer your fir- first question, I would say this. <laughs> He's correct musically in the sense that he's playing notes that are in the key that he's in. Okay, which had to be C, I'm guessing, right? Let's say that it. Let's say he's in the key of C, okay.
1: right? So because that's all the white notes in the all piano. the white notes,
0: right? So he can he can play any one of those notes, or they must have marked. Let's say it moves to a different key and it's like D minor, right? They just mark off in a red which? with a little sticker. Okay, uh, that's my guess. Which right? black key that he can play? Okay. But here's the cool thing. This is how I stumbled upon that album. Is it was considered the greatest jazz album to come out I think it was three years ago wait really because you take jazz musicians and you tell them this guy has no talent whatsoever yet makes it work somehow how can that be how can it be that these like classically trained they study for years they have to be perfect they follow the sheets to the note to the to, to, to the perfect time signatures everything and yet this guy who has no talent, can do the same thing. Right. How can that be? I think the difference is he, he can play the right notes, but he's not making a song. Okay. Is my opinion. Okay. He's not saying something from his soul. He's saying something that's just almost comical. He's, he, like just, m- just, just beating it much out. Much in and, the and, way where you could write prose right. or a, a paragraph or a poem or an essay, and all the words are beautifully scripted. Right. Or I could take a bunch of words and just jumble it like a, like a magnet where you see it and you throw it yep. up against the refrigerator and it makes something it, it's not going to ha- they're going to be words right, it's going right. to work I can read it but it's not going to be beautiful alright so for the benefit of the listeners I want to <laughs> play I want to play a little more
1: of it just so now that, you, now that they have yes. this background and Mike has this background yes. listen to it again and see if you can hear <laughs> right. that he
0: really can't no, play piano he's awful the band is good Wow. Isn't that awesome? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now look, I've been to bars. I was to the bar in St. Pete and they had this on. Nobody knew the difference. Right. That's Nobody it. Nobody knew the difference. And I was like, holy smokes, it works. It's unbelievable.
1: Now again, I, I... When you sent that, I just found that so interesting. I'm so happy that you liked it. Well, and it's funny, because it, I I'd sent you. I'm like, I have so many thoughts about this, yeah. but I don't want to do this over text. Let's you know. And let's that's talk what about we're the podcast. No, oh, no, 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 no. That yeah. was just... Oh, okay. That,
0: All, right. That, All no, right. I'm still on the tangent. Okay. Oh, All right. okay. Gosh. Gotcha. All, right.
1: All right. So tangent over. But here, as you know, I always try to bring my tangent back yep. to what I'm trying <laughs> to discuss you. today. Okay. So um,
0: Wait, let me ask you. Let me throw the question back to you. Why yep. do you think it works or doesn't work? What is he doing or I, not doing again, that you go, wait a minute, something's not right? Either. Again, I
1: thought maybe he understands syncopation, and he's heard enough music in his life that he knew the cadence of what to play, yeah, and when not to play, right? and and when not to play, yeah, right? right? Yep. Um. And and then, like like you said, is it all key of C? So that he or 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 yeah, or, or, yeah. Or the, have they marked it in some way? Are the keys right. all marked off so he knows not to play anything? Outside even if, of, even
0: if I gave that to either of you guys and you said, and I said just go to town on these keys, you wouldn't know what to do. You wouldn't no, know what to no, play. No, but it would. You would still be musically correct, but what makes it a song, I think, is really an interesting concept, yeah. which, as a comedian, I think he nailed it. And to, and to target the jazz community like that and go, you guys take this way too seriously was really cool. So really H. Cool. John, uh, H. John Benjamin, yep. and the name, of,
1: what was the name of the album again? Well, I Should Have. <laughs> he calls himself the jazz jazz daredevil. So yeah, right. anyways, I thought that was a pretty cool um, thing that you sent me So uh, Now the reason I'm going to bring this tangent back Is because In the beginning I talked about Keith Jarrett And and his album Yes Um, And as you know And I think I've mentioned on here before I'm currently listening to every album From Robert Dimry's 1001 Albums you must hear before you die Yep Uh, I'm like almost halfway through the list (sighs) Started in September of 2020 Um, Current album at number 482 On that list Which is My Life in the Bush of Ghosts By David Byrne and Brian Eno might want to I might remember know. that name. Okay, you know that? Do you know I that don't album? No. Um, it's from 1981. So, anyways, it starts like in 1950s. The first one is Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. I
0: think it's fifty, fifty one or two. Okay, so
1: I'm, yeah. I'm like thirty years it's into wee small it, hours. and yeah. I got about yeah. thirty five or so years to go. Wow. So, anyways, um, but so going through all these albums, though, so it's taught me the importance of what I think is a lost art, and that is creating an album. Oh wow!
0: Okay. Today, like that? right? I yep. mean, we're,
1: we're so inundated, and especially in the digital age iTunes, yep, right. Everything was singles. Now that brings us almost back, like to the nineteen fifties, right, where everything was singles. Correct. and forty fives, yep. right. Yep. You know, it, it was late in the fifties where they finally started building albums. Yep. And then in the sixties, the album became
0: a true work of art. I think you have to give a bit of credit to We small hours of the morning for Frank for, Sinatra for, helping, that, for really helping creating, guys set that yes. table. Yes, he wanted to make the album specifically that length to tell that entire one cohesive story. Right. Yeah, and that's so that's what's
1: important to me about Ooh. about an album is that. You know they're well constructed, right? Yeah. They're well thought out. I mean, good albums, right? Yes, good yes, albums yes, yes, are yes. well thought out. It's a work of art. It's a piece that there's there's a clear beginning. Yeah. You know, the, usually there's a well defined middle, and and the the really good ones have a solid
0: ending on the way out. Right. So wait, sorry. Do you know this about your brother? Like this is something I've learned. Like I've known you guys more than I haven't in my life, right? I mean, we we met each other in seventh grade, so right. Do you know this about your brother? How important these things are to him? Like <laughs> the construction. The composition, it is such a serious thing. The songwriting, like, it's almost more important than the actual result, I feel, at times. No, I found out on this podcast. Oh, seriously? Okay. All right. wait, I didn't know wait, if you knew that. This I didn't know, co- you had this, a strange
1: taste in music. But
0: <laughs> wait, wait. I didn't know this This
1: part. coming for the two guys that listen to all my
0: CDs after I left after college. No, I know, I left, and we give you full, full credit. We give you full all credit. Right, I'm, yeah. right. absolutely. I'm just saying, I didn't realize how much the construction process and the thoroughness of its... Like the form was such a big right.
1: deal. Well, and, and again, I think I mentioned before because it's a part of my brain that doesn't work. Right, I couldn't write a song, um, and so the fact that somebody is able to write a song and create right. this incredible piece of art um, is, is very fascinating. Yeah, okay, to me. So, I get that. I appreciate it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So with all that, I'm here to t- tonight to talk about a band that is an absolute expert at leading off an album. Okay. Oh. There you are, what I call the Lenny Dykstra. Okay. I have really dating myself with that. <laughs> okay. Mike knows yeah, Mike was, uh, oh, as, yeah. as a Mets fan. Yeah, I'm Mets. glad he's here because of that, right? Because I hated the Mets, but Lenny Dykstra, son of a gun, if that guy didn't get a hit almost great every time. Lead off. To, to start off the game, the lead-off hitter, he's getting a hit almost every time. Okay. So, you know, to me, leading off an album, right? Yeah. It's your chance to show everybody, okay, here's what the album's about. Here's what I'm here's what we're trying to set out to do, or I want to try to grab that attention right off the bat. Sure. And so the band I'm talking tonight, I think, is absolutely the best at leading off an album.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to go through hints. My eyes are in the ceiling trying to guess right now.
1: Are you ready for your first hint?
0: Oh, okay. Yes, please. So this is a band of four folks, four guys.
1: They formed in Europe in the late 1970s in a time of their country known as the Troubles. Okay. Okay. All right. Anybody want to hazard a guess on the first one?
0: Four, British? Did you say British? Or I, European? I, said, what I, did said, you I say? said
1: Europe. You said Europe. You want me to? <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, the next it's end. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the next end. Uh, I'm gonna need one more. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you who the four guys are. You ready? <laughs> oh, oh uh, that li- means we're not gonna know them. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Larry Mullen Jr., okay. <laughs> Adam Clayton, David Evans, and Paul Hewson. Those are the four members of the band. No, I don't know those names. Okay, no, never heard of them. Their debut album was from 1980, and it was titled "Boy." Oh. See, now I know, Jason. You don't know who the No, I don't. You don't know much about this band, so I'm glad I'm doing this. No, because I was a little I worried don't. maybe you knew no. a bunch about them.
0: Okay. Mikey, anything? I got nothing.
1: No. Give right. yeah, us one more hint, Don't need, just yeah. yeah I'm do, okay, okay, I'm okay, okay, it. That's okay, right. okay, okay. From 1987 to almost 1997, I would say they were the biggest band on the planet. From 87 to 97. Yeah. From and 80, still have staying power.
0: From 87. I, maybe, go ahead. We don't know their real names. It you two? Oh. It is YouTube. No, come on. Those, that's their real names? So,
1: Larry Mullen Jr. Uh, let me, so, yeah, they formed in 1976. What? Um, they were teenagers at the Mount Temple Comprehensive School in Dublin. So, Larry Mullen Jr., he was a drummer. Holy smokes He put a note On the cork board At the school That to invite <laughs> Interested musicians To start a new band With him How often This is like how, Holy how is this that
0: These people With so much talent Are like in the same school And yeah, they create no. this yeah. Earth shattering band Right Chili peppers too Same um, thing we just, we just talked about that I, I, Same I, same thing Same thing They were in the school together Just like just Sitting a couple of like desks over Hey you want to do a band Yeah, yeah I'll do a band And then they're yeah. You know some of the biggest
1: artists in the history Rock stars of the world right the world. um all right so five people responded to the ad went to that first practice including adam clayton so that was the second person i said he was the bassist and then it's sad i don't know any of these names david evans I mean, and the reason don't you don't know david evans's name is because he goes by the
0: edge never knew the edge's real name so nope. david Evans, as a guitar player i'm he, and so he,
1: he is the lead guitarist yeah right and then paul hewson was that that? That's that, his that name. Meeting. He's the guy who would be vocalist <laughs> and known by his more recognizable name today, which is Bono. Unreal. Bono comes from the Latin Bonobox, which that means good voice. And so they shortened oh, it to Bono. Unreal. And that's how he got to be his name. The one wow. named man like Madonna, like Prince. Wow. You got Bono. Kay. Okay. Okay. So Larry Mullen said he was going to, to call the band the Larry Mullen band after that first, you know, when they first got in there and right. about after 10 minutes, Bono walked in, uh, Larry, so Larry said this himself, for For about 10 minutes I thought it was going to be the Larry Mullen band and then Bono walked in and blew any chance I had
0: of being in charge. <laughs>
1: so, That's
0: a good story. Um, there were
1: two other guys that were there. One of them was actually the Edge's brother. Um, they didn't end up making the band. They started out being named Feedback. Okay, um, not bad. But they later decided... La- Nineteen seventy eight, about two years later, to change the name to U two because it was a little more ambiguous and more yeah. open interpretation and maybe a little more mysterious and is there an the actual guys.
0: reason and it's U2, or just they like so the, they like the flow.
1: There was a there was a basis from another band that said, You guys can't be feedback. You gotta be something else. And he gave them like five different names, and U two was the one that was, again, most ambiguous and not they disliked it the most, basically. Oh got it. And okay. that's how they became U two.
0: Ah. So all right, so let's not believe leave get that. I right, can't believe we didn't know their names. I know. But that's cool. but you know what's funny? I never actually thought I've only ever called them the Edge and Bono. I've never called them anything else, and the other two guys I never knew. That's well, nuts. That's,
1: right? Wow. It just goes to show you who gets all the uh, And I am self-admittingly
0: not a very big fan. I know, you know, the the, the the big songs, but I wouldn't I don't know if I'd call myself a U two fan. Would you call yourself a U two no, fan? No, no.
1: I same. I know they're big yeah, songs
0: right. But didn't you listen to it a little bit, Mike, when you were when you were a kid? I thought you listened to a
1: little bit of, of uh Love Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> and, Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, some of the big hits when we were kids. I think you had to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do lead-off songs. I'm not going to do every album. I'm gonna do a lot of the albums, though. Oh wow! Um, again, because it's hard to, to to distill you two down to three. Oh, because right? Because you
0: had said th- they're phenomenal lead-off album. So the the off song from their albums, they're the best. <laughs> they're
1: the Lenny Dykstra, as I said earlier. <laughs> okay. I don't have a right. cur- I don't have Got a current uh, baseball reference because I don't watch anymore. <laughs> but all right. So this the first. Uh, album, I said, is, is 1980s Boy. Okay. Here's the first song. Do you know this one?
0: Hold on. I feel like I might. Should I? No. You do? Okay. Mikey knows it.
1: We'll
0: get to the chorus. It's jamming, though. That's the chorus. All
1: right. So, again, I Will Follow was the name of that song.
0: Mikey, you knew that when You heard that one. I know the song. I was going to say "Runaway" was the name of the song. Runaway, so.
1: <laughs> run away, run away, walk away, walk away.
0: Okay, okay. I
1: will follow. So um, this was their ascension to the main stage, and you know, at the time, they're a post-punk band. Okay, that, that, that's what they were considered. Definitely more on the pop side because some of their contemporaries were like The Cure, yeah, um, Susie and the Banshees. Hmm. Um, and the very critically acclaimed Joy Division Who I don't think you guys would like at all Because even They're a little dour for me too U2 is a little more upbeat I think you can hear that You know just from that first song That they are You know Trying to really Kind of kind of jam it out um, and, and They weren't Quite as serious As some of these other Post-punk bands That, that hit the, uh, the Scene at the same time Are they so,
0: right in between Where classic rock Leaves off And punk begins
1: So they're So they're after punk right So you got classic rock Yeah And then you got Punk and you had punk for like four or five years, really hit hard, like in the mid to late seventies. Right, and then in the eighties, that's when all this post-punk came along. That that said, hey, we love the passion that punk brings, but punk can be a little little grating in terms of you know the vocals can be harsh. It it, it it's super fast. It's it you know it's a little uncontrolled. So post punk was kind of, was trying to take some of those thoughts that punk had in terms of really rocking out, um, and, and separating themselves from like say the Eagles or right, you right, know, right some right, of the right, other right. you know contemporary classic rock bands at the time, and and, and taking that passion but being a little more musically um, you know. Uh, appealing to, to the masses got it so and I, again i would say that you two is much more on the pop side of that post-punk uh, okay side. okay a little more poppy um but still you know still rocking out so uh, i mean the edges guitar work that you hear on there it's it's soaring you know it's distinct um he did almost all of his chords for for, for your knowledge jason he just did two two notes so wow So know, power chords almost, almost power chords right yeah um, and so There was an anthemic quality, and you know I love that yeah, I word. I know you do. And so th- that's that's part of what draws me to you YouTube. Is it, it, it
0: the big concert, it's the like the venue, concert, the energy, the, the passion, the loudness, and the, the boldness? boldness yeah. And let's just there them. is something about four dudes standing on stage commanding yep. seventy thousand people to right. pr- to be unified in this like uh, energy. It's awesome, and it's
1: that classic setup, just like the Who. Right? Yep. You got your drummer, you got your bassist, you got your lead guitar, and then you got yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. on, on the box. Just, yep. just the front man uh, you know, belting out the lyrics. Never so
0: new Bonavox. I'm going to take that one with me for sure. That's pretty
1: cool. Good voice. Good right. voice. So um, anyway, so so they grabbed attention with this song. That that's what you know, kind of got the whole boy album started. And from there, it's it it it's it's a pretty similar sound throughout the whole album. So do you mean um, to
0: suggest that okay, they start with that pace and then it continues like that? throughout on that record absolutely. on that record okay yep.
1: all right they don't always do that so we'll, we'll, we'll okay
0: that's it. what i mean to say so okay so it's kind of sets the tone much in the way like yep. a, a, in like a, like a, a a concerto or not a concerto like a, like a, the a symphony over, the overture, overture. will we'll walk you through what you're about yep. to. okay got it absolutely right, okay
1: got got it. It. um so i'm gonna go to the next album which is october that was their second album sophomore slump here guys. sorry
0: sorry go back to one for sorry were there any hits that i would know other than the first one you just played
1: I will follow is going to be the most um, most recognizable song for that album. The other two hits were the Electric Company and uh, God. What's the other one? Um, I'm, drawing, I'm no. drawing a blank. No, good. But, no, but, no, that means. But, but no. yeah, you, if okay. you don't know, okay. I will follow. You didn't know the other two either.
0: How many albums?
1: They're at fourteen right now. So <gasps> okay, all right. And I'm only going to talk about thirteen of them. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, all right, so all right,
1: the next album though, sophomore slump number two is October, and part of it was they had such a great reception from um, from Boy right. that the record company tried to rush him right back into the studio six months later. Come on, yeah. you guys got to do another album, put it out, um, and most of it is not good. Oh. However, the leadoff song is great. Okay, and another one I bet Mike will know it because one thing we had under a blood red sky, which is the live album, so a lot of these songs I'm playing early here. Or from that, I think oh, I used to play that CD all the time in the car. So, see, you,
0: you okay. have a leg up that way.
1: I do, I mean, I'm, I'm related to <laughs> yeah, it. <him>. It's true. <laughs> all right, so this is the lead off song from October from 1981.
0: Six, three, I would know it's you, too. Oh, yeah, would you? Yeah. Definitely YouTube 2 I don't know the song though I don't think I do That's the way the album started By the way I wow. to no No? I mean, no as in I don't know it Here's the first do, do you think you know it? Again, I couldn't tell you the name right, Here's what I was going to say My first opinion Or just reaction to yep. it I feel like there is no warm up. They get you right into it. Yeah. Here we are. The only warm up is like I feel the engineer like faded up right. the music, right. and they just they just said go, and we'll 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 they, fade you in, and they just were like high energy from the from they, the minute one. They just jump in, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool though. I'm gonna I'm gonna be rude for a second. Yeah. I'm gonna be rude and say there is a lot of similarity in my opinion to U two songs. Like, okay. If you like one, you like them all. Right kind of feel. There's a there's a common thread that goes through all the songs. I would know this is a YouTube song without ever have heard it before because it, it has that sound. Yeah, right? right. And at some point, though, I
1: think I think you're going to hear think, a little. Okay. Oh, cool. all right. Okay. So we'll, all right, all right. We'll see, we'll see how that how awesome. that if how that, that rudeness up. evolves yeah. as yeah. we go right. through this. Okay. But, Good. So the name of that song was Gloria. No. Um. And and as you turn it down, one of the things you know. Uh, gl- it's based off a hymnal um, or a liturgical tune, I should say, called "Gloria in Excelsis Deo." So remember, they're from Ireland, yeah, right? Yeah, they're Catholics, obviously. So okay. you know, the Catholicism had a big influence um, on on them, especially in the beginning. And Bono's lyrics, and um, you know, uh, so, so part of that part of that uh, chorus, the Gloria is, you know, oh wow. it, it, it is a uh, almost like like a chant style. Um, uh, Course that that he has there. So, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So right. okay, show that they're good Catholics. All right. So <laughs> that, that's number two. That's number two. We're going to the third album. Oh, for two. And Mike. this is I'm over two. So boy, even though Boy grabbed kind of the the, the post punk marketplace, so to say, um, it was the next album that really cemented them as okay, this is a band that is going to be huge. And so this one, you guys have to know this one. Oh boy, I, Mike it's definitely. A lot of Yeah, okay This one I do know
0: That's the way the album starts
1: This is the opening song
0: to the album War from 1983 Excuse me, 1982 Wow That's a great first song Yeah, that drum beat is infamous Can't miss it Yep. Phenomenal. Hello, hello. We Yeah, great, Nice little bridge. Yeah, after the forest
1: So yes, that's Sunday, bloody Sunday. Um, huge hit for them. Huge hit. Yeah, and like I said, this is most likely they're they're jumping off jumping off point to greatness. What year is it? Nineteen eighty two. Okay. Um, you know, so put yourself in their shoes for a second. They're in an Ireland that is still wrapped with with strife from the Troubles, right? right. Yep. You got things like like uh, you know Northern Ireland having all sorts of issues with with with. Uh, you know, the U.K., the Irish Republican Army, Sinn yep. Féin, there's all these competing factions trying to, you know, kind of separate, uh, or trying to keep England from separating a chunk of their island, right, that that, that was claimed by, by the U.K. So, um, you know, kind of the militant attitude they had, you know, the Native Irish were really, you know, wanting to fight back, and you can hear that, and that, there's almost like a military beat in yeah, that song, right? Yeah, is, you're terms absolutely right about that. Um, So, I mean, you feel like after you listen to it, you could march to attain freedom, right? Right then and there, along with the boys from (laughs) U2. For sure. um, This album led Rolling Stone to call their music muscular and assertive, with the Edge's radiant chords and Bono's ardent vocals. Yeah. So it was was a protest album for the most part. Um, And all the other songs on there, again, kind of follow. Even though you do have some songs, unlike Boy, which is pretty pretty consistent in in, in tone. Um, With War, you do have some more balladry kind of stuff. Yep, but a lot of it is still kind of in that, you know, marching.
0: uh, We are are not going to give up. um, Of the albums, do you have, and will you tell me which one is your favorite? So... It this yeah. by the way, I push your brother like this frequently because he it's so hard for him. It is. Because he's like, Well no, I like this one for this reason. And I like this one sometimes. And they did this one and this one. And, it, and it's really hard. And I'm the same way with certain Beatles albums, right? Because right. you I can't. How do you pick, a how, do you pick a, how do you pick a child that you love the most? Well, that's right. Um, so, but right. I, I do want to press you. Is there one that you 14, they got four, they have 14 albums, <laughs> right? right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think, like with Floyd, I said I could do easily four, <laughs> if not five, in the 15 minute album, right? You know, th- things yeah. that you do, yep. I could easily do four of <laughs> these two. Uh, war, if war's not number one, it is like right, right, okay. right, right there, okay. Actually, the next one might be my favorite. That's Unforgettable Fire, however, <laughs> it's not a good starting tune. Really, I'm not even gonna play it, I don't want to play whoa, it because whoa, whoa. it. it it, it doesn't have the verve as as the other three that, that you've heard so okay, far. Okay. Um, I don't think it does a great job leading you into it. And after war, you know, they started introducing more um, uh, you know synthesizers in it. So it's it's a great sound, but I don't think they did a good job okay. with the first song. Okay. So, okay, Um Now, but it does have some of their most anthemic tunes by far on Un- Unforgettable Fire in a song called Pride yep. in the name of love, yep, as, right, as you guys yep, know. Yep, yep. Right. Song about Martin Luther King, right? Um, so... Yeah. Showing their Would
0: co- I know the lead off song Or no
1: No you would not okay, no, no. Okay, It's, it's all right, called it. A Sword of Homecoming no, you, no. you would not know it in, okay. Unless you Unless no, you love no. The album and listen to it No, no. The other song is called Bad um, Which is not Michael Jackson's Bad right, right Another great song um, It was one That they played at Live Aid In 1985 And that like everybody oh, watching the live sure. and, and Bono yeah. does this tremendous job with Bad, and that's where they became all right, these guys are the biggest band got on the planet. Got it. And we'll get to that with the next one. So, yeah, so that's. You're not going to play me the intro so song? I'm not going to play the intro okay. song. So, that's Unforgettable Fire. Okay. Um, Which you
0: said could possibly be your favorite. No, you said War. That's, wh-
1: I think Unforgettable Fire is probably my favorite. Okay. War would be, would be two. And there. then this all next right. one is, is three. <laughs> Actually, man, man God, no, the one after that I know. All right. Again, these next. From War and in the next three albums, those would be the four for sure that I'd want to do. Oh, really? The, yeah. So they had
0: a bit of a streak there, huh? They
1: did have a streak because okay. this next album, after Unforgettable Fire, um, you know, this is a home run to the upper deck at Tropicana Field or at least hit the catwalk <laughs> okay. up there, okay? okay? That's how good this opener is. Oh. It's my favorite U2 song. And Whoa, I'm going to play clean. it. I'm not even going to tell you what, what album it's from. I'm going to see if you guys can guess after you hear it and see if you can guess the song. Okay. But this is... This goes to show how good they are at doing an opening song. Okay. I will mention they had a new producer from Unforgettable Fire. His name is Brian Eno. Okay. And he produces this album, too. And so you can hear the element the beginning it's a little
0: different yeah we're not drumming right away no, we're not getting no, right into no, no. it it's a it's a true like proper beginning it's not like we dropped in on a concert already occurring kind of a thing we're building yeah oh of course wow I didn't know that's how that actually started they don't play it like wait they don't oh yeah what album Rattling Hum. Nope. No?
1: Joshua Street. It is the Joshua Tree. Oh gosh. and the song? Where the streets have no name. Where oh, the streets have no name. So Here we good. go.
0: Yeah, okay, that's really good. Did didn't know it started that way. Yeah, that's killer. It's a big build for sure. Big time. That guitar is awesome, and then you get the box right here, <laughs> the Bonne Box. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. And
1: there's a lot of passion in that voice. I wanna... Yeah. So. Do you guys remember the video for this song?
0: Remind me. No, it, I don't think I do. Mikey, uh, do you?
1: Do you remember the video? No. And they pay homage to one of your favorite bands, the Beatles. Okay. They go up on top of a roof at a liquor store in Los Angeles on the corner of 7th and Main.
0: Oh, and kind of have like a rooftop concert Ro- thingy? Impromptu rooftop concert. No, no way. And you don't remember the video? So I the don't think I do. I do now. Sh- you do? So it was yeah.
1: huge, right? And there's people just gathered in throngs around this liquor store. Um, and it shows then the police having to come in and, oh, and no way. You know, intervene and get people out. There were thousands of people just all over. Um, but like the Beatles before them, okay? They were showing the world that with this incredible lead-off tune to a magnum <laughs> opus of an album, they were here to conquer the music world almost twenty years later, after Let It Be,
0: the biggest band on planet. I ever. love it. <laughs> Okay, I like it. I like it. Do the albums from here if this is the opener. Yep. Take you through a path and a like a uh or a story or some sort of like um is is, is there a is there a theme? Yeah. Or, or, okay. Yeah, so
1: so the theme on Joshua Tree is really it's really Americana. Oh, really? They were, you know, after all their travels and you know the fact that they had become a big band and and you know again kind of cut their teeth there at, at, at Live Aid. Um you know, they did some time here in the U.S., and they just love kind of the American spirit. And so you'll hear, there's even some country-tinged songs on this album. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, but what was so great about Where the Streets Have a Name, again, it's that build, and it's that, you know, incredible kind of, kind of startup versus the second song is I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Oh, right. Which is a great song. Great song. But not the same in terms of a lead-off song, right? No, you, yeah. I mean, right. it, you know, yeah. that, that song with, it, with its dramatic opening really sets the table. For how great an album Joshua Tree is, and Joshua Tree is probably my it's my third favorite. I don't know. <laughs> See, <laughs> because you See know what, what the did? next one I think is actually my favorite. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do "Rattle and Hum," which you mentioned earlier, oh. because uh, what that does, it, 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 there's a few new what songs on it. What happened with that? Why, why is so that it,
0: what it is? It was
1: a live album slash. Um, uh, movie at the same time, so they were filming okay. the, kind of the Joshua Tree tour. They introduced oh, some new songs okay. at the same time. Okay, so
0: it, it was both a movie and the album. Um, so why did everybody lose their mind when that came out? How, how so? I mean, it was just so of, it was so popular. how popular yeah, it was it? Was just p-
1: because they were so popular, right? Okay. I mean, so when the Joshua Tree came out, again they were a big band, but they weren't. You know what? they okay. The Joshua Tree put them on the map, and that Joshua Tree tour was like okay. you know, kind of their got it. I want not say the pinnacle home
0: was the. The, the the it, it, it was, a, it was a the documentary, documentary of it okay, pretty much it, right it, okay.
1: and so now they I had understand. become that big and now we're seeing them live and they had some new stuff that was on it um, but the lead off song there is actually the beatles helter skelter is it really yeah wow, so cool. it, you know, it's, it's them again live at a i forget where the show was but um, that's what they opened up with so it, it's not breaking a new ground not, i'm not okay. I'm not going to include All that right. in okay the great fair, enough. fair enough um but what i'm going to play next is the tune to their next album from 1991 okay Either of you remember what album that is?
0: No, I haven't gotten any of these right thus far. I'm not going to get this one, Mikey.
1: Okay, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, I want you to hear the difference. Okay. In this.
0: Wow. You gotta see the wave file that I'm looking at right now. It's everything panned left, then panned right, then panned left, then panned right. Right, that's so weird. Did you know this one? I do not know this one, Mikey. I mean, thus far, I don't know it. Not yet. So good stuff. The- All right,
1: hold on to the vocals.
0: Cool opener, though.
1: But listen to Bono's, Bono's voice here.
0: Ooh. Wow. Heavy filter on it, huh? I don't know the song cap enough. So,
1: the name of the song is Zoo Station. And the album is Actung Baby. Oh. From 1991. Okay. No. Nope. So, if if I started the podcast with that, would you have known that that was you too? No, I take probably everything not. I take right? everything back that I said. <laughs> so, and that's, so I, I was 15 when this came out, so I'm dating myself, but that's fine. Um, and when I first popped this cassette in the player, it was earth shattering to me. Okay. Really? This is one of the first, this is probably one of my first, like, you know, hey, I'm not just listening to greatest hits and, and, and that sort of thing anymore. Huh. That I love the Joshua Tree. I really like Rattle and Hum. And now here's this band where, you know, they had this anthemic sound of the soaring guitars and the arpeggios, and the military-style drumming, and, you know, just had this incredibly Americana rock record in, in, in Joshua Tree, and then we get this industrial sounding, distortion lading, yep. but still very driven rock record. Um, and, and Bono puts it best right in the first two lines. He says, I'm ready. I'm ready for the laughing gas. I'm ready. I'm ready for what's next. Huh. And that's what makes Zoo Station such a a remarkable opening tune because this is what's next for a band that probably didn't have to recreate themselves, right? Got it. They're the biggest band on the planet. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be a lot safer just to do Joshua Tree 2? Absolutely. And keep going. and, And keep going? But they did almost like a Beatles like revolver, right? And and a whole renaissance and wanted to change and wanted to explore new areas right. and be able we to continue yeah. to, to you know to build their their fan wow. base. So this tune, it brought new two into a whole new era. And for millions of kids like me at the time, I mean I, I fell deeper in love with the band after really? this record. Yeah. Um Is it
0: more electronic? It and- is
1: definitely more electronic. Okay. Yeah. Um all right, so I even wrote this in my in my notes. I think it's the best record they ever did. I think this is my number one. I think "Acting really? Baby." You know, again, probably part of it is, is the timing and and you know where I was in my life and 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 just again, and the fact but you but discovered it and you was like, you know, I, I, yeah, I, the day it came out, I put the cassette in and I'm like, yeah. here here's
0: this whole new
1: thing. That so, definitely
0: plays a role for sure. Yeah. So despite I mean all the great
1: records that preceded this, um, yeah, you know, and and this is another one. We absolutely, really, I will
0: absolutely do a podcast on this. Okay, for sure. Of of the YouTube
1: records, I'll do this. So okay, all
0: right. Um, I'll hold you to that. That, that would be worth doing. Because actually, now that I'm hearing a lot of these songs, I'm I'm starting to remember how much I don't know about them and how much I should know about them. I feel like I'm going to listen to them uh, more. Me too. It's exactly what I was going to say. I, I feel like I'm going to force myself to listen to them and appreciate them more. Right. Well,
1: so ho- you've done that for. Sure. Ho- hopefully, I don't uh, you know just just go on a downward spiral with the rest because "Acton Baby" is probably their pinnacle, um, but. We're gonna hear some you know, and The last two, I feel like, is
0: where I kind of want to start. Yeah,
1: they, and, and I think a jumping off point of the Joshua Tree and Nocturnal Baby is is a, is a fine way to start
0: U2 okay. for sure. Okay,
1: all right. So the next album is Europa. I'm not. I really like that opening tune actually, but it's it's really long. It's got an even longer intro than World oh, Streets wow. Have No Name. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the time, and I don't want to be here all night for you. Um, there's only so much bourbon in the bottle. <laughs> so I'm gonna move on to U2's ninth record. This is a controversial record called Pop. Um, why? What makes it controversial? Well, here, here's the opener to it. All right. Again, so that's some of that electronic, yep. right?
0: Read, it.
1: It's probably the best song yeah. on the album, by the way.
0: Oh, wow. It's dancing, right? It is. It's electronic-y. Yep. It's like 80s pop disco. Right. Ish. Right? Very much. Sort of.
1: So, it lost a lot of the... A lot of the fans. Hardcore right? originals, yeah. And I was in college at the time, so I had gone in such a deep classical rock period at the time. I wasn't I didn't I didn't even buy this album. And not because of what was on it, but just because I you know
0: You went I, elsewhere. I,
1: I was I was listening to a lot of Grateful Dead back then. Yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah, so that, that song's called Disco Uh oh. and, and Well then it fits.
0: So it's it is a they it's went just, somewhere else, it's like yet a again. pseudo
1: dance album, right? They did go somewhere else. Um, so one of the reasons I play this is because you know you can kind of hear how built on the industrial sound from Octone Baby, but adding more of a dance element to it. Um, it also allows me to tell another anecdote from my past, which I know you know. <laughs> you know I'm sure the listeners love. love to hear that, right? Um, <laughs> because this was my, my first U2 concert was the Pop Mart tour. So my last podcast with you, we talked about Pink Floyd, yep, right? And the visual extravaganza that they created their shows uh, along with the great music. U2 really tried to build on this, on that idea with this tour. Really? Yeah, so they had like this big sparkly uh, sequined lemon that, you know, almost like a, like a big disco ball that was out there. Um, you know, Bono had a, had a whole kind of show presence and oh, wow. he dressed up as different characters and um so the Pop Mart tour of '97, it was definitely a spectacle. I just finished my junior year uh, of college before this this summer tour. My girlfriend at the time, who we now know is my wife, um, she's the same one that got mad at me for taking another girl to, right. the, to the Floyd yeah, show '94. Right. Yeah. Um, she was living in Jackson, Mississippi at the time. She was getting ready to teach high school English because, yes, she robbed the cradle. She's one year older than me. And luckily, she never listens to this because she gets so mad. I'm sure if I told the world that, um, but she was charged with taking her sister and her sister's two friends. Um, they had just finished high school and they wanted to go see you two in Memphis, which was about a three-hour drive okay. from Jackson, Mississippi. So, I got to go along as a chaperone, right. which was probably the dumbest thing <laughs> that Nicole's mom. <laughs> would have ever let her do it because i was like newly 21 right oh. um and a knucklehead right, right? Yep. in college thinking i'm a you know i'm a big tough guy or whatever and i tried to buy like as many drinks as i could to try to pollute her sister's friends right. you know and try to get right. them to drink and yeah. they were so good and they didn't they didn't take any of the bait so i ended up imbibing way too much bud light guinness <laughs> yeah you know whenever i kept try- hey girl sure you want no nope. here i am drinking it so um and you know, I'm just watching the show. I, I, I was again a big YouTube fan. I'd never seen it before. Swept up in the whole thing, and uh, kind of swept up in my whole Irishness, as I have an yeah, Irish right. lineage. And all yep. oh, that Guinness I kept buying. That uh, at the end of the show, my girlfriend is angrily leading me out as I'm, you know, completely inebriated with her sister's brood, kind of oh. tra- trailing behind her. And I'm yelling to everyone that could hear, "Free Dublin!" You know, <laughs> like in my yeah, best right. Irish yeah. accent yeah. you know, and all stupid nonsensical epithets I love um, that. that my very you know ignorant self thought. Any Irishman
0: would, yeah, would should, say that. Should and, do the same. You
1: know, making a total fool of myself, but again, somehow this girlfriend who now suffered through another bad concert experience with me, um, she kept me around so, still to this day. So awesome. um, we, I made up for it though because I took her to the Joshua Tree tour in 2017 at Tampa Stadium or, oh, or Raymond yeah, James, yeah. which was awesome. So they redid the Joshua Tree in full there. I um, remember. And played a and lot you. of other classic songs, and it was it was just an excellent experience. So. Um, like my poor performance at that show of the day at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, um, many YouTube fans decided the album Pop was just an abject failure. So the lads went back to the lab to recreate themselves yet again and let off the next album with this song. Oh. Yeah,
0: I know it. I didn't know if this was the beginning of the album. I would think that just, this is not how you lead it off.
1: This is the lead off. Wow. It works. Yeah,
0: it yeah. Lead off. It's great. No space to and they definitely went town. back to their roots, yeah, right? Yeah. Luck. It's funny because if you had not told me the year, I would have said this was in that the same that Joshua Tree, Rattle and Hummish kind of area. Before Acto, maybe. Yeah, Hop, for sure. Yeah. And Zurup, which are the same sound. Yeah. Great tune. Great tune. To take you out of this place, someone you can lend a hand in return for grace. It's a beautiful day. It's a great chorus. It's a great chorus.
1: So the name of that song, of course, is Beautiful Day. Um,
0: Me and Mikey knew that one.
1: You guys knew that one, right? We oh, knew that oh, one, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as we mentioned, it was certainly harkening back to like the un- Unforgettable Fire, Joshua Tree sort of sound, but it had kind of a fresh 21st century yeah, spin to it yeah, as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, but, yet again here we get a tune that really sucks you you know starts off the record really sucks you in for what for what's to come and the first half of that record if they would have continued the first five songs i think maybe six um if are almost some of the best maybe the best six song stretch they ever did wow if they could have carried that through to the last five songs it would have been their best album but they, they kind of fizzled out after okay. that um so, and it, it's probably, and I hate to say this, it's probably the last great, truly great U2 record, um, but we still have a few more excellent yeah. lead-offs from the stuff here in, okay. in, in this century. So, all right, this next tune, I think it's one of the most raucous songs that, that, that they ever did.
0: I was waiting for the one that I was thinking in my brain. I'm wondering right.
1: if that's this. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this one, and then I got a good story, and I'm really glad Mike's here because he actually plays into this, as do you, Jason. Oh, so, oh, here nice. we go. Okay. This is from uh, 2004, this album.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Great tune. rocking. It was huge when it came out. Huge. Remember why? So huge. Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself and say, because I think it was like, were they not endorsed by like Pepsi or something at the time or something like that? You're super close. Am I close? Yeah. Wasn't there some sort of sponsorship or some crap? So... This was one of the first
1: songs I ever downloaded from this newfangled service called uh, iTunes.
0: Oh, okay. All Silver. right. They right.
1: played this. Um, is it an Apple commercial it was or something Apple like that? Commercial. Okay, got yeah. it, got it, you got wanna, it. Want to play the chorus
0: again?
1: This is Vertigo, by the way. Yeah. Great guitar. Yes. So yeah, wow. it, it was on one of the first iTunes commercials. Okay, and so that's got it. why all it right. was, you know, everybody remembers. I remember and,
0: something vaguely, like like,
1: yeah. like Gap commercials, right? And and iTunes commercials. You always remember the songs from that. Yeah, can't, can't remember. Maybe always remember when and and why. But but that was definitely on. How there. was so, the album? So the album was okay. Um, like I said, I think all that you can't leave behind, which was the one from beautiful day or beautiful day started out uh, from 2000. I think that was their last great record. Um, This is called how to dismantle an atomic bomb was the name of the album. It was very good. Yeah. um, But not, not to the same standards, standard's but that opener is one of the best openers. So in fact, if that tune can't pump you up, I don't know what can. (laughs) Um, And this tune pumped me up so much. At one time, and you guys know this, and I think you're both still runners. I used to be a runner. That's right. Now i a little too heavy. The knees are a little too shot, and that's I probably drink too, too much bourbon. But um, so it led my running playlist. It led off my running. So it was the leadoff tune on my running playlist so for years. Oh, that's great. In fact, gentlemen, yeah. now that you're both here, do you remember a little race that we ran called the Ragnar yes. in 2011? Yes, I do. Yes, I
0: do. Okay,
1: so for the listeners who don't know the Ragnar... Um, <laughs> It was a race that we ran from Key Biscayne, Miami, all the way down to Key West.
0: Yeah, 204 and miles.
1: 204 miles, right? And there were supposed to be 10 of us running. And how many do we have? Seven, I think? It was eight. Seven? Or seven eight. or eight, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the first year was seven. Seven. I think we had yeah, seven of us. It was a four us.
1: and a three. Yep. A car, a four, and a car, a three. And that's, <laughs>
0: that's right. For that's those right. of
1: you all that don't know us, um, my brothers are like world-class marathoners. Yes. And I was like a... We were we were at the time were
0: joggers at best. I was I was a serviceable five yes. K guy, <laughs> yeah. basically. Right? Yeah. Three point one miles. Yep. I could do it. Right. And, and I, we had to divide up two hundred and four miles right. across all of us, yet adhering to the rules of each person had to get a certain amount of legs. Like you had to Everybody do three Everybody legs. Everybody do, do three legs. legs. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was a relay
1: race. All right. So this two hundred four mile race. It was a relay race, and each one of the seven <laughs> of right. us had to That's run right. a different leg. There's supposed right. to be ten of us again. Um, how about
0: this, Kev? They talked me into doing it the following year again. I don't know. I, I don't know how you know. did it because
1: you're smarter than me. I was, I was one and done. Yeah, yeah as you for should be. It's absolute st- sure. Stupid. Um, but any event that I did around that two thousand five to two thousand, even like up to two thousand like fifteen, I think. Vertigo was was my, your leadoff that song. That was my leadoff you song. Know what's so funny. So we
0: did that race together. Unknowingly, you would jump out of the car, and you're telling me you would jump out of the car, and that's the song that you would hit to play. Absolutely, just found that. Out Absolutely, now. that's wow. pretty cool. Yep, that's well, a that's nice. Place. Like it's I cool. was shot out of a cannon. So I re- that first like three minutes, man, did I hoof it, and then
1: I was dying. Because of the that, time. that's so, great. That's great. All right, uh, what was not shot out of a cannon though? For a segue here is uh, the next album for you two that was titled No Line on the Horizon from 2009. Um, I won't dwell on it too long, uh, other than I'm going to play the opener that I really like. It's kind of a long build-up opener, too, but let's let's listen to this. This is the title track uh, and opener from No Line on the Horizon from 2009. No, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm sure know. you won't know. It. Okay, okay, all
0: right. I'm looking at Mike shaking my head. Sounds U2-ish. Yep. Yeah. It's in, in proper theme. Nice core chain. I like the whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, me too. I like that. It's got some verve to it, right? Definitely does. It's a pretty cool song. Yeah, good song. nice lead-off song as well. Exactly. No, no line, right. said, no, no
1: line. Very cool. All right, so you guys never heard that, no? Right? Uh, one of the reasons I think you never heard that song is because they did not lead that as their lead single, and they should have because. Instead, they put on this song called "Put on Your Boots." I didn't. I should have played it. I didn't. But um, and it, it's it, it's not good. No. And it was so bad that I think the the public like rejected the album right oh, right no, out of the okay. gate because of it. Had now, they, they had they done that song, I think this would have been a bigger a bigger really? album. Yeah. But part of this one, they had like a whole week long residency at the Late Show of David Letterman. They oh. played a different. You know, they played two. Di- I think a different song every night. Oh, cool. for five nights um, to help try to sell it. And again. It just, it just never happened. But the tour that they did during this album, it was called the U2 360 tour. Um, and it was it was like a stage in the round, right? right. So that's yep. what the 360, yep. people were all the way around it. Um, it was the highest grossing tour of all time at 736 million.
0: No kidding. This was in
1: 2009, 2011. It beat out the, the Stones Bigger Bang Tour of 2005 by almost $200 million. Holy that's how much smokes. bigger this was. Now, wow. did they play No Line on the Horizon stuff? Yes, but more of it was yeah, geared it. towards, right. the, towards right. the past stuff. You might have thought that that would be the end of U2, right? After yeah. just not a great album, even though it was a great tour, not a great album. Um, but I would be remiss not to discuss the song that led off their album in 2014. Okay. So I'm going to play this, and let me, or tell me if you can place this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the lead. That's how the album starts right there.
1: This is the first song on their album from 2014 called Age of Innocence.
0: Wait, I know that.
1: Why do you think you know what it? What is Your it?
0: IPhone. No, 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 wait. Is that what it is? An- another iTunes album. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, so the beginning of that? Play the beginning one more time. Play the beginning one more time. Is that what it is? It's not a show. It's,
1: it's a commercial. It was it was in the iTunes. Oh, okay, God. So All the, right, the go name ahead. of the song is called The Miracle of Joey Ramone. From, oh,
0: from the Ramones. From the Ramones. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, and it was the first song, again, on an album called Songs of Innocence, which is now an infamous album. Yeah. And you, I think you guys remember why. Because Apple put it on everybody's iTunes accounts. If your settings were automatic downloads. Yep. Everybody, when they woke up on the morning of October 13th, 2014,
0: had the album Songs of Innocence. (laughs) And I know it ticked a lot of people off. Oh, it pissed me off. Because I didn't care. And I was like, get this stuff off my... It's still on my phone right (laughs) now. No, it's... (laughs) I swear. I I don't listen to iTunes, so when it comes on... There it is. Oh, no kidding. Okay.
1: But, all right, see, I was, of course, one of the... Yeah, you know, one of the you, other, you were I, like, "This I was, is amazing." I was thrilled because okay. at the right. time I was listening to a podcast called "You Talking You Two to Me," um, which is the best podcast. That's my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> no, no kidding. Yes, um, Scott Ackerman from Analyze yep. Fish we talked about earlier, yep, you yep, know, yep. in another podcast, and Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation. They go through every album and, um, and just
0: deep dive into everything. Yeah, but they but they're comedians, oh, so okay, there's okay, so much yeah.
1: nonsense and that sort of stuff. But they do really love you too, um, and so. And, and the reason they did the podcast and they they chron- chronicled every album because they were waiting for this to come out.
0: Oh no, kidding! So when it came out, oh, I was psyched. Cool. Okay, and the yeah. whole
1: and then, but everybody else in the world was like, Lost "What their the mind? Heck is I don't this? have enough storage. Get it off my phone!" Like everybody was really upset. So this and this is before like all the unlimited music um, uh, services came to fruition. So right. there was no Amazon Music Unlimited. There was no Spotify Unlimited. Right. Um, which without. That You know the, the, Those unlimited services I wouldn't be able To go through Robert Dimery's 1001 yeah, that's uh, true. Albums Think of all time it, yeah. Right I couldn't buy 1001 albums No But the fact or, or source them That'd be really difficult ex- Exactly yeah. right So you know Now that we have This ability pretty amazing. To access Any single and album We want to In the last 60 years Right yeah. Um But again You can't have A great album Without an excellent opener, and you two, I hope you guys have seen tonight. At least, they at least definitely, at least have convinced you. Wait, is this degree. your
0: theory? A like this is my theory. Yeah. Okay, do, do do you two fans feel similarly? Do, do they do this? Do you feel on purpose? I should. We should do a poll.
1: Okay, a we poll, should a poll, a poll. I should say. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, hopefully, all the U2 fans listening to this tonight
0: will will write you. Right, I will ask for know. comments. Then there yeah, you go. For sure. Ask for comments, right, cool. so, um. And I'm so embarrassed. I don't know any of their real names. <laughs> no, clue. no, I had no clue. But most people, again, okay. you know them as... Uh, yeah, yeah, as, as their stage name yeah. The Edge. And then the other two guys. It's just and, sad, And the other like two guys. Sad. Well, that's phenomenal. I, I promise you what I will take away from this, besides a few of your tid, tidbits, is I will definitely listen to more U2 music. I will explore some of those albums. I'll probably be texting you and leaning on you for some guidance, okay. but I think that middle area... Is probably where I'm going to start. Yeah, that's I'll, why I'll be going back for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad to hear. So that. I always ask you, what song are you going to bring me out on? So here's the thing: I can't take you out on an opener, right? No, I guess it's true. I got to give you a closer. Oh, that's good. Um, though I will say, for the most part,
1: U2 isn't great. at <laughs> <I, laughs>
0: okay. closing an album, okay. and, I, and
1: I think I alluded to a couple times. Like you know, the albums tend they, to they put they load everything. <laughs> they do kind of front load it, um, but there is one album, War, uh, that does a really, really good. Uh, final song. And they they play this a lot as their final song. Oh, at, really? At, at, at concerts, yep. Um, this, so the bookends on War would be Sunday Bloody Sunday. Okay. And then this is 40. Okay. And I'm playing so, the live version.
0: So oh, cool. It.
1: So thanks again yeah, for having me. Thank you me so much and, for and, doing it. And let and me ask we'll you this last question.
0: Last question before we let this ring up. How are you in the difference between their live recordings and their studio recordings? How different are they? Yeah, um, and how and where are you? Like, do you love the energy of the live, or do you like the uh, like the album version and the the original?
1: No, I I, I mean the live I, is the way to hear it. I, I love the live stuff. Lo- I mean, love the original too, but but the yeah. live definitely y- captures
0: that captures that in complete energy. Yeah, sure, gotcha. So. Uh, that's awesome. All right, let's hear this. And then with that, Kev, I will say thank you so much, Mikey. Thank you too.